Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, over the last uh, month and a bit, we've been treated to some uh, wonderful swimming, uh, whether it be uh, in the Olympics or the Paralympics, uh, whether it's been from overseas or, or locally, uh, there have been some sterling and standout performances. And uh, to talk about them now, I've got uh, Mark Bone with me. Uh, and Mark, of course, is synonymous with uh, New Zealand swimming and the coaching, etc. in particular. Uh, and casting his uh, eye over events, I'm sure, in the last uh, six weeks. So, Mark, thank you very much for for your time this morning. Oh, my pleasure. It uh, must be wonderful in Hawke's Bay today, too. Weather must be stunning <laughs> down there, my old hometown. It is. It's blue sky, Mark. Yeah, blue sky. Just so, just a, a standard day in paradise, mate, I can tell you that. Hey, um, <laughs> I, I miss it. He, he, yeah, here's a... Look, before we get on to uh, Sophie Diviner and perhaps the, the Paralympics side of it, uh, you've had a, 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 sorry, Sophie, Sophie Devine, Sophie Pascoe, sorry, um, uh, and and the Paralympics side of it. Uh, can I just, um, can I just take you back to uh, the Olympics proper? We've now had time to reassess, uh, and, you know, with um, some some fairly rational thoughts on, on the New Zealand performance overall. Uh, how did you regard it? Look, uh, on the New Zealand performance, I think that you've got to look at it in the sense of it was a very small team, only five athletes. Uh, Two of them, or three of them, I would suggest to you, performed extremely well. Lewis Clearbert, he's there or thereabouts in terms of getting a international uh, Olympic medal. What did he finish fourth? We were uh, extremely disappointed with that because I truly believed he was going to get a medal in the 400 medley. And I, I think that he will learn from that experience. He's only just turned 22, made two Olympic finals. And you've got to remember, this is a, a global sport, uh, you know, can tested by all countries. Some of the sports out there, and I'm not wanting to bash other sports, there is not a mass participation by all the countries, and swimming definitely is there. So it's a tough sport, uh, but I thought Lewis Clearbert was extremely good. Erica Fairweather, only young 17-year-old, uh, also made an Olympic final, so that's fantastic. And then we had others that did personal best. So, you know, you, you can't ask for anything more than that. It's not what we want because definitely a medal is what actually generates some funding for the sport or increased funding for the sport, but I think they're on the right track. I just wonder about the, the overall strength and the future. You mentioned uh, a, a bit of youth in, in that uh, quick summary there, though. But are you content with um, the way our program looks? I mean, Paris is only three years away, let's, uh, let's not forget. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think you can ever sit back on your laurels. Am I content? No, definitely not, because <clears throat> I don't see anybody else jumping out right now that's going to come into that team. There will be a couple of from the relay team that will have retired after those Olympics. And so, you know, we've got to look at it like that. But really, there is an investment now, and probably in Lewis Clearbert and Erica Fairweather, they're going to be carrying the flag. And I think potentially both of those could actually progress forward uh, into medal contention. 
attention. Do we need more debt? Absolutely. Do we need more and better access to pools? 100%. And I know I've uh, been down to Hawke's Bay and looked at that incredible facility that's been built out of Frimley there, a 50-metre 10 lane. Boy, Hawke's Bay's going to be looking good for the future in terms of being able to provide you know, an aquatic environment, whether it be for swimming or water polo, whatever down there. But we need more facilities like that around the country. So, okay, I'll take it back even a step further then. Okay, you've got these, these facilities uh, perhaps in Hawke's Bay uh, and, and as you say, we, we need more around the country. Are kids swimming these days? I look at other sports, Mark, and, and it appears in some sports the numbers are dwindling somewhat, you know, and some of our traditionally stronger sports I'm talking about as well. Are the swimming numbers, in your belief, I mean, at the level in that that you're associated with, do you see numbers, uh, but encouraging numbers in swimming still? You know, look, we built a brand new aquatic facility two and a half years ago. It's, it's a learn to swim facility. It was a huge investment. Obviously, COVID's been terrible for us, but it was all about learn to swim. Our learn to swim numbers are huge. And right around the country, learn to swim numbers are massive. And I think that's a reflection of every parent wants to make sure that their kids are safe in and around water. And that's, an, you know, an environment that we all want to have. The reality is, though, that we're not seeing the transfer from a learn to swim environment into competitive swimming. It's a tough, gruelling process and we're just not getting the numbers. Clubs generally are on the decline uh, in terms of their total numbers that they've got out there. And of course there's so many other sports out there today. You know, and and even if you look at it in aquatics, I mean you can go from into learn to swim, straight into water polo, straight into surf lifesaving, uh, all these other activities, triathlon, they're taking the best swimmers away from the program as well. Now, is that a negative? Probably not, because there's still people that are active out in the community, whether whatever their sport is. But even if you look at Elisa Carrington, for goodness sakes, she came from originally a swimming background and a surf lifesaving background. So, you know, there is spin-offs in it, but in terms of raw competitive swimming, I don't see that the, the numbers are great. Okay, that's interesting. It really is. Uh, and so therefore you need times like now when swimming's had some, um, some exposure, some profile uh, at both the Olympics and the Paralympics. You really need to, uh, if you're swimming New Zealand, etc., to, to cash in on these, these times somehow, don't you? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, every sport wants to cash in on any of your top athletes, whoever they may be. And, and we've got to make sure that we do that. You know, I'd, I'd love to see a Lewis Clearbert being taken around the country and put into programs. Look, we had actually organised for him to come up to Auckland uh, in the middle of this month. Well, it's not going to happen uh, because we were going to do some big thing up here. You know, those are the initiatives that I would like to see happen uh, more often uh, than not, you know, to carry through these great uh, athletes that we have and to just put them down to the grassroots. Look, I'm not involved in competitive swimming anymore. My, my background uh, was that, and I'm now just into the uh, learn to swim. And, you know, we've, we're just inundated with our numbers, albeit that we're in lockdown. But Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are exceptional circumstances, but I, I still think, you know, and you probably agree that you've still got a plan for for these times to, to get better. I, I mentioned role models. Uh, look, Sophie Pascoe just has blown me away. I mean, I knew she was fantastic, um, but every now and then uh, you have an event like this, she gets some more exposure, and you just see how incredibly good she was. It didn't finish the way she wanted last night, but her, her performance uh, under duress at times, it seems too, Mark, has been quite amazing. 
Look, she is a, a really, really special person. I've got to declare my hand. Uh, my sister is an emergency consultant in Christchurch, and when Sophie had her accident all those years ago, uh, my sister looked after Sophie, and I've always been very close to her as my sister is, as my mother was. Uh, and, and so as a family, we've had a big association with Sophie. Sophie came up to Auckland and when we opened our new facility, it's fantastic, and was part of our opening ceremony. And that's just the nature of the person, of, of how uh, willing she is to share her own skill sets and her ability to actually go down to the grassroots and talk to all of these people that were around at the opening ceremony. But she is a very, very special person. She wears her heart on her sleeve. There's no two ways about that. Family to her is extremely important, and I think that that's been a major thing in these Paralympics, that she just hasn't had that family network. They've always travelled the world with Sophie uh, to every international event that she's been at. And she just hasn't had that, as, as all of the athletes haven't had that uh, family environment. But that, to Sophie, that's really important. But gee, uh, you know, look, on her own admission, she hasn't done the work. She's found it really hard. And I think when you look at a senior athlete, she's 28, when with all the COVID stuff and lack of international competition, everything was pushed back one year. Will it even happen? And, and particularly with the Paralympics, will that happen because of they're almost more vulnerable because of COVID? I think at the back of their mind, there was a huge amount of negativity about it. And any athlete, when they're at the sort of the, the various the end of their career, when things are pushed around a little bit, I think that they, they don't deal with it as well as a young aspiring, you know, young kid out there that's just jumping out of the out of their, their skin to get onto a plane. And I think it, it really has weighed up on Sophie. And the reality is she's way off her pace of her best times. But boy, did she still compete. Mm. Now, that was, the, the, I think, the takeaway from me as well is that she was far from at her best, but she still had this amazing attitude of, uh, come get me if you can, I'm Sophie Pascoe, and on, on this occasion, uh, two or three swimmers were able to do that, um, but um, look, uh, early days, she's 28 years of age, she's already said she will not swim the 200 medley anymore, would you, uh, three years away or so, would you back her to, I mean, she could do anything in life, I would imagine, in terms of being a consultant, uh, being an ambassador, um, people will just want to be knocking down the door for Sophie Pascoe in the future, what do you, what do you think? What do you think she'll do? Yeah, look, I I would certainly question whether or not she will continue. I think that in the back of her own mind, I mean, she's engaged now. She's got a lovely fiance. I think in her own the back of her own mind, there is: Do I commit myself? You know, possibly it's only three more years, but it's a huge, huge grind. You know, you're looking down at the pool, and Sophie's really, uh, I think expanded her horizon in the last few years and I think you're dead right she could be anything she wants to be she could be an incredible ambassador for lots of different causes let alone you know the IOC uh, in terms of her own representation whether it be an IOC para or IOC norm uh, able-bodied athlete so I think you know the world is her oyster what she will do with it is going to be one big contemplation. On her own admission, she's saying there's a lot of young swimmers around here right now, and she's been really impressed how they've caught up to her. But I technically, I still think she's the best swimmer out there when I look at her. Uh, she just didn't put her races to get some of her races together. But you know, you've still got to look at a career. It's 19 para uh, medals. 
11 of those, 11 of the 19 are gold. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. I mean, for me, um, Mark, it's, it's Phelps-like, isn't it? It's Phelps-like, and it's, uh, I, I don't know if you can equate it to uh, across the board to other athletes, uh, but certainly it's in the upper echelon. Mark Bone, uh, as always, uh, love hearing your thoughts on swimming um, and you know where we're headed because uh, that's the next step. The, the next goal is, is not that far away. Thanks for your time this morning. I'll look after that Hawks Bay sun for you. <laughs> Good man. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.